0: Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code Redbox at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel, to the rosary, to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content. But you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox.
1: Welcome to Holy Smokes Catholic Review your weekly dose of good cigars and the good news. This podcast is brought to you by St. John Vianney Catholic Church in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Incensing the temple today, Father Scott Mansfield, pastor and former rock radio DJ, Tony Willamitis, the guy who knows everything, and Will Tapia, the guy who thinks he knows everything. Now, Here's your host, Father Scott. Thank you, Scotty Chapin. It is Holy Smokes Catholic Review. Father Scott, your host, along with Tony and Will. The boys will be in in just a little bit. Um, We were supposed to have this weekend, or this week, on this podcast, Brother Joachim from the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, but, uh, you know, stuff happens, so uh, he was scheduled, so now he's not. So we're going to try to make other arrangements for next week. I do know that he's going back to New York uh, but uh, it'd be good to get another friar on here Haven't had the friars on in quite some time So uh, hope to get more guests As the uh, pandemic, you know, uh, continues But uh, the number of deaths is waning And uh, hopefully, you know, we're going to get a vaccine I'll talk about that in a second But then we can get some more guests on uh, this podcast Holy Smokes Catholic Review um, So hope you had a good week uh, Been, uh, you know, trying to schlep through all of this Uh, Remember, by the way, uh, having a good week I, uh, in a former assignment Protestant minister That I used to converse with all the time Would say, make it a good week Not have a good week, but make it A good week So some wisdom in that, make it It is what you make it So, make it a good week All right. Uh, So, hey, listen, um, before I Got the guys coming in in a little bit But um, this was uh, Sort of an interesting thing, now if you're listening to this podcast and you're in your car okay and let's say you're driving 40, 45 miles per hour or you're on the highway say you're driving between here and Santa Fe or or wherever you're at and you're going 75 Uh, this came out uh, this was from uh, July 16th by Monsignor Charles Pope Uh, if you think you're in a hurry you have no idea how fast you are getting there All right. so this is mind-boggling stuff All right. And when after I read this, ask yourself the question, does God exist? All right. Earth Earth at the latitude of Washington DC is spinning at a rate of seven hundred and fifty miles per hour. So sitting, if you're sitting listening to this pot, you're at work, you're sitting at your desk, listening to this podcast, you are traveling. Uh, some 750... Well, I guess that's the latitude of Washington, but wherever you are, around 700 miles, perhaps more, maybe a little less, but 700 miles per hour. Okay? At the same time, he continues, at the same time, the spinning Earth is rotating around the sun at approximately 67,000 miles per hour. All right? Now, if that's not enough, and by golly, shouldn't it be... The sun around which we move so rapidly is itself rotating around the center of the Milky Way galaxy at about 483,000 miles per hour. And finally, the whole universe is spinning and moving outward at about 1,339,200 miles per hour. So we're cooking uh, through this, uh, yeah, this thing called creation. And now ask yourself the question, does God exist? <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, okay. So, uh, as we uh, zoom through a life, uh, the coronavirus, uh, so good news on the vaccine front. So, uh, there's going to be uh, soon, uh, well, we're hoping anyway, but, uh, you know, the reports say that uh, the vaccines are coming maybe by the end of this year or early 2021. All right. So and these are showing promises of producing T cells, which is a very good thing. We need T cells to be able to beat back this virus. So here's a question, however, let's say and it turns out, I think AstraZeneca is one of the companies okay, that is producing. Now, this is just what I read. I don't know if this is fake news or not, but using Uh, aborted baby parts uh, and you know there's that uh, controversy with the embryonic you know stem cells so let's say they come up with a a vaccine and it works and it's 100 percent very few side effects but you find out you the listener find out all right that there are aborted baby parts in that vaccine or embryonic stem cells or materials from this from the stem cells Are you going to take the vaccine? That's the question. All right. Now, morally speaking, you say, well, some people will say, yeah, I'm going to take it. Some will say not based on that. They won't take it. Based on that, they won't take it. All right. Um, So uh, really, this is I'm going to ask when Tony gets here, I'm going to I'm going to ask him about this uh, when he gets here. So. um, When I bring him in. All right. So I'm going to ask him the question because this is really, um, I guess maybe we should have an ethicist in here because, you know, uh, you cannot do evil that good may come of it. All right. So you cannot do evil. Using aborted baby parts is evil. Embryonic stem cell research is evil. All right. You cannot do evil that good may come from it. Okay. Okay. So you say, well, I'm going to we're going to use these aborted baby parts so that we can bring, which is an evil, so that we can bring good. And that's the vaccine. okay. now one another person would say another person might say this. um, Well, um, I'm against that. But, you know, it's already produced. And, uh, you know, the my my not taking the shot isn't going to change anything. See, I use that excuse because I'm an animal person. I love animals. Uh, spiders on my side of the rectory die of old age. You know, we get lizards that come in because we keep the doors open. So the lizards run into the, the church. Uh, I I will not let anyone kill them. I catch them and take them outside. Okay, but I love beef. I don't hunt. I don't hunt. But I love beef. I love cow. And I always use that, uh, you know, okay, the cow's already dead. If I don't eat the cow, it's not going to bring the cow back. cow's already dead. So someone might use that, uh, you know, this same sort of logic, uh, you know, saying, well, it's already, you know, vaccines already produced and so it's not going to, you know, bring back the baby, whatever. Right. So um, then they'll get the the shot. But here's the thing. Is it is it to produce? Is it doing an evil that good may come of it? Or is it an evil done uh, to prevent a greater evil? Okay, so like, say, for example, a, a person has. Okay, to cut a person's leg off is an evil thing. It's not a good thing. You cut a guy's leg off. You shouldn't do that, right? So uh, if a person, however, has gangrene and the gangrene is traveling, uh, beginning to travel up the leg and is going to kill the person, then you can do that evil. That evil can be done of cutting the leg off in order to prevent a worse evil, and that is the death of the person. So that would be my question. Okay, so with these vaccines, if there's aborted baby parts... Uh, which, you know, it'd be an evil thing. But um, is it... Uh, so when Tony gets here, i got to ask him this. Right? So it's a good question, isn't it? Right? So is it to promote or is it to... Uh, you know, this evil done uh, d- to bring about a good or is it an evil done to prevent a greater evil, which is the death of people who catch the coronavirus? Hmm. Got to ponder that one. All right, but that's why, you know, we should get an ethicist in here to give us the answer to this. Okay, so any case, uh, let's keep praying that there's something and let's pray that it's uh, something that uh, doesn't include aborted baby parts or embryonic stem cells. Please, God, you know, uh, morally, we just keep sinking deeper and deeper. Okay, so uh, everything is, you know, we're we're going, we're cranking here at St. John Vianney. So um, just a little reminder that, uh, you know, we're 25 percent. So we have, um, you know, and we were doing the registration thing. We're not doing that anymore. OK, we have plenty of room, plenty of room. Uh, but we're being everybody is separated. The chairs are separated. Um, so and we have barriers for communion and so on. So don't forget, we have mass. Uh, well, we have the online mass. It's uh, sjvnm.org. We have the recorded uh, Sunday Mass, okay, so you can watch it if you're homebound. Or uh, if you come to Mass on Saturday at 4 p.m., um, well, the weekday Mass, you know, okay, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at uh, 9, Thursday and Friday at 10. That's all a.m., okay? Sun, uh, Saturday Mass at 4 p.m., that's for Sunday, okay? So Saturday at 4 p.m. on Sunday at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and 12 noon, now somebody asked me about you know we used to do high mass at five o'clock. Well we're gonna we'll bring that back at some point, but right now, uh because of the pandemic, we're doing at twelve o'clock and it's great because we get only like fifty to sixty people. So there's this like tons of room and uh it's just uh it's kind of cool, actually. I like it, you know. So uh and then i I finished celebrating that mass and then um I go play golf, you see. Uh in the heat. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's bring the boys in. Tony, William, how you doing? Hey,
2: everybody. Hey. How's it going? Here we are, all three of us again, after a couple of weeks of absence on my part. Mm-hmm. Do I, how much uh, makeup work do I have to do to set the record straight in my absence? How much, how much smack did you talk about me Did while we talk gone? smack?
3: Quite a bit, yeah. yeah. We did. Yep. I we figured. covered all the bases. So. That's cool. I'm down yeah. with
2: that. I'm oh, yeah, we time. we
3: did. Now I'm, I'm, I'm harking
2: yeah. back to last week. Yeah, we, we talked some smack about Well, while you were talking smack about me, I was praying for you on no, a you, silent retreat. You were not. I was. I and was where on a was silent this? retreat in, for a week. Where? In beautiful Minnesota. It was...
3: The land of maple syrup. And so instead of like the land of milk and honey, it's maple syrup and... That's right. Corn. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Wisconsin.
2: In order... Well, I landed in Wisconsin, and then I drove across the headwaters of the Mississippi River yeah. And, and, um, and So you, you, went, you, to, and you then went through St.
1: Cloud? Up, Did you go through St.
2: Cloud? No. I don't, well, I don't know. Maybe. I wasn't paying attention. It was like a half an hour from La, uh, La Crosse over into Winona, Minnesota. And um, beautiful territory. I didn't realize how beautiful Minnesota could be. Oh, it's beautiful. And I didn't realize also how beautiful the weather could be. No, it's beautiful. And one of the things I discovered about myself on this uh, silent retreat um, was how important the temperature is to me the temper the ambient temperature. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so the, it was, it was several days of the week. It was literally like it was, it was a literal 80 degrees sitting in the shade. Mm -hmm. Um, and they had, and the property had several shade trees. So I would just sit under the tree and meditate and pray. And just, I was really grooving on the 80 degree weather and realizing that if, the temperature is right. I am in a good state of mind and soul.
3: You're saying this like it's a new revelation, but I feel like you say this every three months when the weather changes, Tony. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I swear. Really I'm not kidding. Flashback really three that? months ago. Uh-huh. Man, 75. I could see myself on a beach in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. You literally said that but, two By the way, ago. the
2: flights to San Diego are super cheap, and I plan. <laughs> that's one of my bucket list the deals. In the next couple months, I'm going to pick a weekend and just go to San Diego. And,
3: and hang then out you'll come back and be like, yeah, I just realized that 75 is well, not quite ideal for well, me right a- now, but I'm really looking Looking for more of the arid heat. No,
2: this was explained to me. This was explained to me on. Uh, I think after the retreat, it was um, somebody said the solar. What is it like when you're sitting in the sun? So the the, the solar temperature mm-hmm. is different than than the actual temperature sitting in the shade because you're not affected by the solar temperature. Yeah. So a literal eighty yeah. degrees. Wow, that right, is actually that's amazing discovery on your part. Well, I, my point is this: like I, I go to places that are sunny and I and it's seventy degrees out. I'm like. That's just right. Well, the reason it's just right is because with the sun, it probably feels more like 80. Get my point? No. Well, anyway, <laughs> beautiful retreat and uh, beautiful property and thanks be to God, you know, that we have uh, opportunities like this. And this is, of course, this is something I've ranted about before, um, maybe not on the podcast, but I really think that more of us lay people need to take an annual retreat. Our priests do it. Our religious orders do it. Right. I mean, it's a spiritual our uh, Intel tool. employees do it, do they? Well, they take like a big one. Well, that's after like 7 years the of work or something. They think they're sabbatical. And sabbaticals yeah. are not such a bad idea either, like after 10 or 15 years of your living out your vocation whatever it might be. Well, anyway, an annual retreat. I think I'm going to start taking one annually. Cuz it's so important. Like it just resets, you know, your relationship to God and kind of puts you back into uh just you know center and focus and yeah, but good. I, I thought your whole life was kind of a retreat my life yeah have you lived my life no <laughs> have you have you seen my life lately <laughs> definitely not a retreat no nah, well the no- the world gets noisy yeah it does It, it and, gets, and, and it's been getting noisier and noisier but that's why monasteries were built to yeah. so that people could get out of the world for a while and go into the silence and well i feel like they were built for other reasons too but one of the benefits is that yeah. that people can visit them, and there, and we have some nice monasteries in New Mexico. We do. New Mexico is like well, New Mexico is like a desert. Well, it is a desert. <laughs> Parts of it. Parts are
1: New Mexico is so. By the way, just not to change, but it's uh, you know, you got like the Alpine mm-hmm. section. You got the so deserts. I- you know, you got. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a, a diverse uh, state, you know, when it comes to, like, uh, climate and so on, right?
2: So microclimates. Whoa. Yeah. Before I ask Will about what he's been up to since I've seen him last, I also wanted to add this about my retreat. I hadn't ever done a one-week um, retreat on the exercises, the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. I'd mm-hmm. always ever done, like, a three-day. Mm-hmm. Well, he wrote the exercises, St. Ignatius of Loyola, back in the, what, the 1500s? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, 1560s. I believe,
2: um, and he wrote those exercises to be a 30-day retreat. So all do- the material he's written is supposed to be done in 30 days. Well, who of us has 30 days that we can take off of work and life and all? So most the the longest anybody could ever do, probably like on average, is like a week. Well, I'd always done like a weekend, and it gets so condensed or kind of like Cliff Note version on a weekend that I've never really actually feel like I've experienced it until this this retreat that I did where a week was just barely enough to, like, yeah. get a sense of where he was. Because what he does is he leads you through the life of Christ. And he, and through his writings, he puts you in your imagination. He puts you back in contact with Jesus. And so, in like, in a mystical way, we believe that you're actually interacting with Jesus. And so all that being said, um, I was encouraged by that now. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of other saints and people who have written spiritual exercises of one kind or another. But um, it was I was kind of um, impressed by the the opportunity I had there with Saint Ignatius and his particular yeah. scripted retreat program.
3: It was uh, it was pretty cool. That's great, man. Yeah, yeah. good times. Um, Speaking of saints, makes, well, I was going to say just makes me think of um, a couple of things, and I know I might be jumping ahead. Um, just a news thing that I saw this week, uh, kind of you know kind of melancholic, I think, for a lot of folks here in the archdiocese, but um, our well loved Jesuits are uh, um, officially uh, leaving their parish here in the Archdiocese of, the San- of Santa Fe to the mm. diocese and their um, the Jesuits, the, the, Jesuits. the, oh, yeah, Saint the Jesuits, Saint Mary's downtown, out back home. You. So you know, I mean, it's 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 melancholic. I understand, um, and I think a lot of people just understand they've had difficult vocations stuff. But but a lot of the reasons of what you were talking about, Tony, of the of the authentic Jesuit spirituality and things like that, and the Jesuits in their history here in New Mexico. You know, they were of course brought to this archdiocese one hundred and fifty three years ago, That's Italian Jesuits by Archbishop Lamy. And so they were, I mean, in addition to the Franciscans, we hear a lot about Franciscans in the Southwest, right? Yeah, the missionaries, um, the early the missions, Exactly. Yeah. California mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, of course, here in New Mexico, Saint San Agustin, Florida, yeah. all this kind of great stuff. And But for us here in, in New Mexico, and specifically the Archdiocese of Santa Fe, the Jesuits um, had as much uh, a hand in the formation of our people as did the Franciscans. Absolutely. And uh, so the Immaculate Conception downtown is kind of the last outpost that these guys had just as vacations diminished um, in the post 1960s and onward and stuff like that. And, of course, I went to school there. That's where I, I, I yeah, was. You formed were a St. Mary's adult. graduate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was formed there as a, as a oh. young person and, um, you know, had uh, had uh, this priest, Father Huff, who I think I mentioned on the podcast before, who changed my life um, and, and, you know, kind of brought me back around and stuff. So, it, yeah, just kind of this, just a very melancholic thing, because I agree. I think once you tap into that authentic Jesuit spirituality and and actually see who St. Ignatius is and St. Francis uh, Xavier is and hmm. the works that they did in these amazing you know english martyrs that came out of the jesuit order um it's just yeah profoundly melancholic i think um
2: yeah really they they've served this diocese you know uh profoundly for sure and and i think about like you know the times that i ever go had gone there for daily like during the day of the week for confession or or mass i mean they had like you know multiple masses multiple times for confession and um you know that that was a great benefit i mean to so many people especially you know if you ever lived or worked downtown now i imagine right it'll continue on and and the diocese will take on that parish and and continue to serve faithfully but yeah. um to have a, a community right of, of jesuits living down there was quite uh unique yeah right yeah uh, for that particular parish and for that uh, that particular part of our city Yeah, I'm so grateful for the for the priests who have absolved me of my sins multiple times of you know multiple confessions that I Mm. ever um, had had there.
3: And I mean, the Jesuits historically too, I mean, what a cool order. They were like the, uh, you know, people joke that they're like the, uh, um, you know, uh, the, the papal CIA or whatever, you know what I mean? And I think that's a lot of the conspiracies, but in all truth though, you know, in a lot of cases the the, they, they were kind of the Pope's right hand guys for a time going out to the missions of far ends of the world, right? St. Francis Xavier baptizing, um, I mean, I, I forgot what the tally is, but hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> 3,000 know, in one day. In one day. 3,000 in one day, day in Asia. People. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just this incredible missionary zeal of these guys. And so, uh, yeah. An I mean, incredible I legacy. So many, now, they're, now they're yeah. not
2: disappearing from the earth. Right. But, but, right, they, right. Are, but they are being the, the few men that were left here in Albuquerque are being called back to the East Coast, right? Um,
3: uh, yeah, I believe uh, maybe St. Louis, I think, might be okay. their headquarters. Okay. Yeah, I think they come from St. Louis. Okay. Um, these Jesuits.
2: Right.
1: Um, now, my understanding is that the Pope, to this very day, goes to confession only to a Jesuit.
3: Well, he himself wow. is a
1: Jesuit. Well,
3: that's right. This Pope but it was weird. a Jesuit, yeah. What do you mean yeah, he was? B- before becoming a Pope. So, well, um, do, you, do you cease being... When you become Pope, do you cease being
1: a... You do, yeah. You do? I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh? I yeah. will explain.
3: Well, so, so what I had heard is that when you become a bishop, you actually... Um, technically renounce all your orders because all the properties and things like that of the diocese end up in your name and so it breaks any vow of poverty you can you're still allowed of course to follow like the um the rules and whatever just as a personal discipline but formally you're no longer a part of that order oh, when you become a bishop no but if you're like, so, like okay so like the cardinal the sean o'malley uh, who still wears his franciscan habit yeah, that's what so he say. identifies himself as a franciscan he wears his franciscan habit but i think that's that's not. That's he not. He identifies uh,
2: as a Franciscan.
3: <laughs> he self-identifies <laughs> as a Franciscan, but but that's not. Uh, uh, that's not the norm. That's like right. something that he's doing as a personal discipline, and okay. he's deciding to shun the bishop's uh, robes and don the Franciscan habit. So that's just his thing. Very know. cool. Is
2: he? Uh, I didn't know everything. Are we boring you or something? I, yeah, I'm. I'm actually a little tired today. I actually worked today. Believe it or not,
1: I took a nap yesterday. Oh. I took a nap yesterday. Two hours.
3: The life of a priest. Yeah, right. An
2: <laughs> I did Two take a nap. nap. I took a nap on Sunday because <laughs> Sunday is a day of rest. Yeah, yeah I played golf. Well, of course you did. Why wouldn't you have?
1: I played That's golf with uh, you know who: uh, John, Paul, Fredette,
2: and uh, oh, nice. Brad Hayden. Nice. Oh, good for him. Long good down. guys. Good guys. Yeah, I'm sorry they had to golf with you. I mean, I'm happy that they no, got the yeah, golf with you, no, is what I meant late. to say. You already insulted yeah. me. Hey, um, what? hey. so, uh, and then speaking of Jesuits, we did mention this on a previous podcast, Father Jason, yep. Jesuit, from who had lived in downtown Albuquerque as well up to a couple of weeks ago, is now probably on his way to Notre Dame yeah to, to eventually begin his doctorate program yep. there mm-hmm. yeah he's
3: down in florida actually right now with his family but okay. looking forward to starting classes so up
2: jason there. lalonde yeah keep mm-hmm. in your prayers good well guy. i'll tell you what like um like you were saying um about the jesuits you know they they have this great rich history um being founded by saint ignatius who was a soldier a military soldier before he became uh, before he was had a conversion and then of course men started following and then he kind of got together a, a band Of brothers, as it were, and they are known as the Society of Jesus or the Company of Jesus, right? And uh, thus, the name Jesuits, um, founded uh, about the same time as the Protestant Revolt and uh, Reformation, as it's sometimes called, and founded in order to um, to basically. combat the heresies that were being spread. And of course, involved in a lot of uh, mission work and and to the far ends of the earth, like you said, um, valiant, valiant, valiant um, mission work uh, that the Jesuits undertook. And um, so I think here are some some movies that you can watch that feature this mission work of the Jesuits are notably The Mission, great movie with Jeremy Irons and and Robert uh, De Niro and others, and then also um, The Black Robe. There's yeah. another yeah. great older film um, that features the mission work of the uh, of the Jesuits.
3: Mm. Yeah.
2: And I was yeah, going to say one the, more thing. Uh, oh, the, the other thing I was going to say about that is I I think this is true, that they were founded taking their orders directly from the Pope. That's correct. They take their orders directly. Like, they take their, uh, what do you call it, their... Um, uh, uh, their missions Their Yeah their missions Their yeah. missions are given to them By the Pope Like the Pope yeah. says I'm sending you to this To do that Yeah Thing What? Yeah
3: Yeah so rather than by like A local bishop for example um, Right Yeah they, they would take their directives From the Pope it's called yeah for, yeah anyway yes. now you mentioned you
1: mentioned that uh, so Jason brother uh-huh. Jason is he's gone Jesuit yeah so brother Joe Oakland was we we're trying to get him for that's this podcast about speaking he's speaking of sent Franciscans back to, yeah he's being sent back to uh, New York right Yonkers yeah I yeah I think it's the Bronx maybe
3: uh, somewhere out on the East Coast
1: but yeah so but yeah. but the Franciscans are not leaving us so that's are right. working on getting maybe
2: Father Daniel back in here or something. that'd be yeah. good yeah we've had the great Franciscans the CFRs mm-hmm. on our program a couple times. And uh, beloved brother Joachim, mm. the ever um, jolly and jovial mm-hmm. brother Joachim, leaving Albuquerque to go back to the East Coast. So we're going to miss him, but we're not going to we're not going to uh, we're not going to be absent of of good Franciscans. they're, mm. yeah. they're gonna still stay.
1: Now I got I got somewhat of a quiz coming up here in a little bit. Okay, but I, I, I got a yeah. question
2: for well both of you. Okay, okay.
1: Uh-huh. So there's there's good news concerning vaccines for the coronavirus. Okay, okay. we'll take your word for it. Okay. Now uh, question is. If if it if let's find out, because AstraZeneca, I'm hearing uh, their vaccine, which is showing promise, mm-hmm. uh, there is materials from aborted babies or mm. embryonic. So would you take that vaccine?
3: If there is embryos from aborted babies? No, Tony.
2: Yeah, I think no. Um, I think if it's in, like if it's a, if it's something that we're aware of. Right. Like if it's something we're aware of, I would stand with Bishop Strickland on this. Um, Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas. He'd come man. out. He'd come out against. Um, um, He'd come out against these types of vaccines as well, and I would. Uh, I would follow suit. I think if you know, if I'm aware of the, the material. In fact, I've never been a vaxer kind of guy. Anyway, as you can imagine. <laughs> I know that's no surprise yeah, yeah. to hey you man, guys. Cigars is vaccine enough as far well as I'm concerned. I'm not. I don't do flu shots and all yeah, this I that stuff. Honestly, your hands just,
3: or I don't wash my hands.
2: I don't take showers. Exactly. Okay, I but here, here's a so, question. Now, if if but if but if, if I was going to do a vaccine and I knew that it had material of you know aborted babies and so forth, embryos, I wouldn't do it. Okay, but here
1: here's a question. Okay, um, morally speaking, so you cannot do
2: evil; that good may come from it. Correct. That's right. right. Yeah, okay, slippery but you, slope. Right. But but the ends you, don't justify the means. That's right.
1: Right. So that's right. So if it's could somebody make the argument then that you can you can do evil to prevent a greater evil. So what side does this, you know, this this vaccine coronavirus thing, embryonic, you know, uh, baby parts come down on?
3: No, you can't do evil to prevent a greater evil.
1: Okay, wait, no, wait. That's, wait, that's, that's, that's Thomas wait Aquinas. Second. I mean, that's yeah. it, Thomas Aquinas 101. So if you have, uh oh, let's say, but let's say you, okay, to cut a person's leg off is an evil, correct? Mm-hmm.
3: No, 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 because yeah. no, uh, uh, let, well, let me finish talking. So careful, cutting, right? some, somebody's, cutting somebody's leg off is not a black and white evil, right, as it is killing somebody. So if somebody is like, okay, uh, I'm, I can drive my car into Tony or I can drive off the edge of a cliff because Tony's obstructing the roadway, right? Uh, well... Yeah, we're. So on. you have a that's leg. Really
1: You've got a person with a leg that's gangrene. Okay. The gangrene is moving up the person's leg. You cut the leg off, okay, to prevent the death of the person. Yeah. So that's you're doing an evil, cutting a guy's leg off, but it's to prevent a greater evil. So that's my question. Is the, with the vaccine thing, is it, is it you, you know, this more. I'm just asking the question, okay, uh, is, it, is it preventing a greater evil, which would be the death of many people?
3: Cutting off a leg is not a moral evil, though. It is an evil. It's not a moral evil like killing someone and using their body but parts.
1: Cutting, but it's still an evil, and you're cutting the leg off in order to save the person. Yeah, but, but, it, but so it's So is not, that doing an evil
3: to, to, to bring about a good? It's, it's, it's not an evil. I'm, I'm not understanding it. Of course it's an evil. You're cutting a leg off. Is, is it a moral, objective evil, cutting a leg yeah. off because it is infected like, with gangrene? So if, it's if I come over there not. and cut
1: your leg off right now... Does
3: my leg so have gangrene? Not. Does my leg have gangrene? No. Okay, so, so then, a, yeah. It's an evil. So yeah, because you're inflicting harm on me. Absolutely. Okay, so but cutting a leg off is an evil. Because it thing. has gangrene. So it's, if I cut your leg off because it's gangrene to save your <laughs> life, is that not a good? But so what I'm saying though is that is that this discussion proves that it's that it's that it's not a moral evil, right? The fact that we're discussing cutting off a leg as a gray area proves it's not a moral evil. Whereas killing somebody is objectively a moral evil and a moral wrong. Right. So, so they're, they're not, they're not even on the same playing field. If my leg is infected and it's spreading the rest of my body, I'm going septic. That's, it's not a moral evil to amputate the leg. Um, I'm trying to think of, maybe Tony, you could supplement this, but I, I'm trying to think of another example of like how killing somebody, right. If they're like Tony, um, this rich person, um, I don't know, this, this rich person who has a cure for the, a cure for polio, uh needs a new liver. he's dying in the hospital, so therefore we have to go kill Tony and take his liver and put it in this person. That's a moral evil', That's It'll, an it's, evil yeah. it's a morally evil thing to kill Tony, take his liver put it in this other guy, even if that other guy dies, right because I'm not taking a hand in killing that other guy inside the hospital. I'm taking a hand in killing Tony, right. Which, so, uh, which so, um, <laughs> have you thought about killing Tony? <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, uh, yeah, so, so one is a moral evil and one is not.
2: Okay. I would agree. And I think, yeah, the, diff- the distinction here is that you have, you have involved um, the, the, the life of another human being mm-hmm. in the one scenario and you don't yeah. in the other scenario.
1: Now, of course, I, I, just, I, I didn't reveal this, but I would not take that vaccine. Okay. Absolutely not. And you know what? Some people will use the argument. You know me. I, I love animals. I mm-hmm. don't hunt. I don't mm-hmm. kill things. But I eat. I love beef. Yeah. I love meat. So my excuse is, well, the cow's dead already. Mm-hmm. So there'll be people who use that sort of logic, right? Well, you know, it's already made. So right. Some will, some
2: will say, well, yeah, I mean, I could see somebody's argument, for instance, just to bear this out a little bit, that they might say, well, the scientists developing the vaccine didn't kill, didn't abort the babies. Yeah. The babies were already aborted, and they right. just discovered that the right. aborted baby tissue could be used to right. create the vaccine, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. composition. Um, Slippery slope. But it's but it goes back to the, the reason we can't condone that is because um, then it would provide a market for aborted babies, mm-hmm. right? It encourages mm-hmm. It encourages the use of... Well, embryonic many, material. Sadly, there's already
1: that market. Right. We just don't oh, yeah. know about it. Well, totally. parenthood is very much, you know.
3: Well, yeah, and then know, there's yeah. a big exposé where they're selling they're selling body parts of, of aborted babies yep. and stuff like that. Right. And even still, I mean, I mean, morality aside, just how dystopian is that? Right? How post-apocalyptic fountain of youth kind of scenario we're talking here where it's like in order to live you have to inject dead cells from a human from another human person into your own body to keep living like how how far down are we going to go in this rabbit hole right like we we clearly have other alternatives to this that we've been using successfully and getting vaccines out successfully mm-hmm. so we have other alternatives adult stem cells right mm-hmm. Yep. Or, or even or even they've been doing it inside of um um chicken um chicken eggs right because it has it has the protein in it that's how they do the flu vaccine so influenza vaccine every year is in is in a chicken egg um and that's how they're able to, to distribute the vaccine um they're talking about using plant protein right that's all the rage this year so there's there's thousands all these different other options that doesn't have to be human flesh from somebody who was murdered okay I mean, that that's the end-all, be-all. There shouldn't even that's be a right. question in any mind of—not of, even a Christian, but anybody who believes that life has value, mm-hmm. right?
1: But I would love to have an ethicist on sometime just to, you know, throw these thoughts at, you know, him and, or mm-hmm. her and see what you yeah. come up with, you know? Okay, so listen, I got a quiz, and it's somewhat of a quiz. Okay, unless you've got something else. Any other yeah, things? Yeah, well, you want I to- was
2: just going to— um, well, now, I'm, I don't even know if it's, I'm not even why, sure if it's relevant. Why um, am I surprised? It's you who's got I some, <laughs> some dad. <laughs> no way. Well, no, w- throw it out there. We'll we'll discuss. Well, I just wanted to share two bits of okay. Um, anecdotal. Okay. Um, yeah. Anecdotal. How do you say? Anecdotal thoughts. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So the thoughts that were that were that were uh, encouraged by anecdotes today, or things that occurred on the on the first anecdote. Um, just a little word of encouragement to all of us out there during these times to live our faith. And, and, and I guess maybe segueing from what we were just discussing, don't get so distracted by all of the physical concerns that might be presenting themselves to us right now, so concerned about our physical well-being that we forget about this, our spiritual well-being. Mm-hmm. We, have, we, we must remember, and the church calls us to remember mm-hmm. um, every week with you know the readings at Mass and so forth, to be primarily concerned with our spiritual well-being and and the way this kind of played out a little bit for me today was um i was there at work with my coworkers, and amongst all the other the things we discuss um you know at work and don't think by the way that i haven't tried to um advocate for silent days at work ever since my silent retreat but that usually doesn't go over very well um so we continue to talk and we talk about headlines we talk about current events um Amidst all of that today, the Lord presented me an opportunity to explain the Catholic faith to one of my coworkers who doesn't quite understand the Catholic faith. And they were asking very objective, legitimate questions. And um, after our short conversation, thanks be to God, the, these, this coworker admitted that they didn't know as much as they wished they did about the Catholic faith. And they said, You know, I don't think I've, I really have ever known what the Catholic Church really teaches. And it's good to talk to somebody who knows a little bit about their faith. Um, to present it in a way that, that that kind of demolishes some of my superstitions or some of the things, you know, the myths that I've been told. And so thanks be to God. Like, you know, like God is still working in people's hearts to um, to uh, help us remain focused on the things that really matter, right? Live mm-hmm. or die,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, our faith is what matters the most, mm-hmm. right? And we have, to, we have to kind of keep those priorities straight. And then the second, and along those same lines, the second anecdote is, um, I got a call from my brother. one of my brothers. I have two brothers, and one of my brothers called me and said that he was distressed because, the, um, because of something that was posted on social media. My other brother um, gave, reached out to him in a form of a text or an email or something and, and gave him a severe rebuke right? as a brother, brother to brother. And I was thinking, man, are we not finding ourselves struggling with the spirit of civil war? You remember how, like, the Civil War historically, and I'm sure you could tell us more about this, Will, the, the time of the Civil War had brother pitted against brother, right, and father pitted against son. And you had out on the battlefield Confederates and Union soldiers who might be standing on opposite ends of the battlefield, but from the same blood relative family, right? And I feel like when, in this little anecdote that, that it was an evidence, to me anyway, of, that, of where we've arrived, you know, as Americans anyway— During this time in this great time of tumult and how important it is to um, begin to set as people of faith to begin to set. And these were my words of encouragement to my brother. Set now the lines that we that we desire not to cross because the the evil one will try and get us to cross those those lines. Um, And what I mean by a line is our priorities. Right. So if your priority is. The love and that you have for for a brother or sister, a mother or father, or whatever set those priorities right now because it seems that the evil one wants to draw us into contention and, and argument and antagonism against even our own blood relatives that the good Lord has given us um, in his holy design as our pathway to heaven, so we must not forget that very good, very good yeah yep, and uh, that 's the evil
1: one you know and he 's you know uh the the evil one is trying to start a civil war in this country all, all you got to do is watch the news to see and and here's the deal with that he is either God's exposing the evil one or the evil one is getting sloppy and exposing himself yeah right, and so hopefully true. we'll all wake up to the reality of of what is unseen
2: and um you know that way we can prayerfully do away with it so this is so this all leads up to my third and final thought, uh-huh. which is um a Wow, is, that
3: was only two? <laughs> uh, you said there was only two. Is, I know. you which, uh, it just,
2: it. I just was. It just occurred to me, my third and final uh, thought um, that was presented to me, mm. and I'm passing it along, okay. and, it's, and it's this. Mm-hmm. Stop watching TV. Yeah. Don't watch the news. No, just stop watching TV altogether. Quit well, it. Just quit it. Yeah, but, no, but just right now for no, like the next three months, what just if stop it's, it. What if it's Andy Griffith? I mean, that's a, I that's I a, it's, a it's not, distraction. It. You could be praying. You'd be spending your time much more effectively. Okay, especially now, now,
1: now listen. Who was okay? <laughs> our friend Gary, Gary, you know uh, from yeah, lives, Gary Havana House. No, no, uh, Gary, Gary Seaton. Oh, Gary Seaton.
2: Yeah. The, okay, who was his? The blessed. Gary yeah, who's Seton? his friend?
1: That uh, the professor.
2: Yeah, that was um, that was uh, John Senior. Yeah, John, John Senior. Senior. God rest okay. his soul. Mm-hmm. So he John John when he was at Kansas University,
1: that's right. So he was teaching. He would tell his class. You know, they would meet on Friday, but he'd say, "We're not meeting in the day. Meet me out in the field, out in the mm-hmm. woods mm-hmm. tonight at uh, ten o'clock." And the whole class would be. They would just lay in the grass for three hours from like ten to one a.m. Just gazing at the stars. Yeah. Just wondering. They and they didn't they didn't bring books. There was no writing. They just gazed at the stars and wondered. That's you right. You know we need to do
2: that. Absolutely.
1: You know 100%. we just need to do that. And by the way, let me let me add something too, okay? Because I was praying in here the other day, and you know you see things and you you just take for granted, okay? And in our sanctuary, we have reds, we have green, we have blues, we have the brown of the altar, and so on. And you know you see it every day, you don't think anything of it. Well, it hit me the other day. If I were blind my whole life and suddenly I could see and I was seeing everything for the first time in my life, would I not just sit here and marvel at it and Mm. take it all in? Well, why am I not doing that at this moment? Mm. You see, Mm. right?
2: Or even just marveling at the fact that Jesus is is, is resting here. Well, exactly, yeah. In complete vulnerability and availability right. for us and we just every take, and single we just, moment. We just take it for granted. We do. Okay,
1: so uh, here's a quiz. Okay, got a quiz. Okay, now this is—it's a quiz, but it's—it's it's got a twist. Okay, so it's there's no right or wrong answer. Okay, oh, boy. so this is kind of like so that our I mean, our it's listeners have a quiz on relativism. That's a... <laughs> no, no. So, so the the re- the, uh, the, the I listener got turned into a relativist. The, the listener, gone. the listener can get to know you two a little bit better. Okay, and, and me too. Okay, I see. First question. First 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 question. Ready? Got it. Uh, red or
2: green? Tony Christmas. Christmas, okay. Red, red, okay. I'll take green. Uh, second, I'm, I'm actually green more than red, but but just this past Sunday I uh, ordered Christmas. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Beatles or
3: Stones? Mm that's tough.
2: Depends on my mood,
3: but uh, yeah. Stones. Yeah, I, th- I listen to. I
2: live. I listen to both, but I would say Stones. I think I'm gonna go with the Beatles,
3: yeah, because I too. can listen to the Beatles for a longer stint than yeah. I can the Stones. Beatles. I love the Stones, though. Don't get That's me wrong. That's true. You know what yeah, I mean? Like if I was just like five hours, I could just. I I, I listened, My mom had a
2: Beatles album, and I listened practically on loop one. Uh, I don't know one period of my life to Penny Lane. Oh yeah, love yeah. that song. Penny Lane. Okay, ready? Never Sto- mind. Uh, hey Jude. I mean, come oh on. yeah, well, hey, okay, right. my middle name. Uh, okay, uh, Star Trek or Star Wars? 100% Star Wars. You're kidding. Without a doubt. Are you joking? I'm not joking. I had a roommate one time that loved Star Trek. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm a Star Trek. Shoot me now. <laughs> I'm a Star Trek. Live long and prosper, baby.
3: Uh, I'm not really into either, to be honest with you. Okay. But Between the two, I'll pick Star Wars as well.
1: Okay. You ready? Uh, next question. Football or baseball?
3: Football. I don't um, know. It depends, though, dude. Are we talking live? Or are you talking, like, on TV? Yeah. Yeah, it's right. that's right. Watching, so,
2: watching watching live baseball.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And watching
2: on TV football.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Totally agree. Okay. And, I, I uh, agree and for that.
2: the record, college football. Just, you know, I'm a huge college football fan. Very sad mm-hmm. that that might be mitigated this year. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, next question. Uh, winter or summer? Summer. Summer. Winter. I knew you were gonna say. Are you course. kidding me? Why I'm would a you ski? say winter, Mr. Oh,
3: it's too, it's too cold here. <laughs> hey, you literally, no, everybody, everyone listening. Flashback well, six months ago, and you can hear him complaining all the time about how cold it was. That's because I it's just came too back cold. from Hawaii.
1: Hey, hey, William, are you swallowing the microphone? I don't, too I, cold. About... I don't know. I don't
2: know. I don't know. You turn me down so much. Oh. I don't know where my okay. Is I have, a, I have, I have a, a more of a third like a third-party answer to that of course question, you do. go ahead Go on what is it the question is winter or summer i yeah. say fall oh there you go boom oh, yeah okay well, that's I mean, perfect fall that's, is objectively the best season so. okay so
1: um well because spring here is no good new
2: mexico spring no good it's really not much to it
1: uh burgers or hot dogs burgers
2: tony one of each really Mm. Yeah, you can see where I'm going with all yeah. these.
3: <laughs> okay, steak or chicken? Indecisive. <laughs> I like one of each. So that's that's just what split I go down the
2: middle and choose both. That's <laughs> not true. I chose fall. Go ahead. Steak or chicken? <laughs> oh, gosh. It's ridiculous.
1: Steak or chicken?
3: Chicken.
2: Really? Steak. Uh, steak. steak. Chicken is better for you probably, but okay. cuz it's leaner, but all right. I would like I like steak.
1: Okay, so we're going to we're going to now we're going to switch just a little bit, okay? Switch the gear. We're going to change gear just a little bit, okay? Communion on the hand or on the tongue. <laughs> wow! Wow! That
0: turned. That took me. <laughs> uh, oh, You are ridiculous. That's, out, no. that's
2: outstanding. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, what's the answer?
3: I think that. I think yeah. that just was our answer. <laughs> that's, yeah. No,
2: that's that's always communion on the tongue for me, yeah, of and I course, have and I have yeah. principles by which I I choose that, and I would love to uh-huh. share them with anybody who asks me.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, same. Chant or worship and praise.
3: I feel like these are going to be all one-way answers, dude. Um, yeah, of course,
2: chant is preferred. But yes. I can't say I haven't listened to some worship music. I mean, I'm not going to lie, but I, but inside the liturgy, chant.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? The, and, that's a great point. That's a great point, right? Because uh, chant is pride of place, and chant contains scripture. It's mm-hmm. actually yeah. prescribed by the church. Um, whereas as beautiful as worship music might be and as uplifting as it might be, it's just actually not a part of the liturgical act. And um, that's what the church says. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. chant.
2: Okay, finally, uh, this, Latin or vernacular? Latin. Latin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, some of these choices, by the way, are not—and here's the, here's the thing that I'd like to just throw out there, is that my choices on the last three questions are not just personal preferences. Right. They're the preferences of Holy Mother Church. Great point. When we, when we really look at Holy Mother Church's teaching over the course of her 2,000 years of existence— um, and so it's not just my personal preference. And so this is what gets confused in the church these days is it's like, well, do you like this? Do you not like this? No, hold on here. Yeah. This isn't about getting what I enjoy or prefer. It's about what is given to me by Holy Mother Church um, because she is the, 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 um, the vessel mm-hmm. uh, through which our Lord teaches mm-hmm. us. Absolutely. Right? And so um, I'm following her and, it, you know, I've by God's grace, I've come to appreciate what she's call this into, you know, liturgically and... Mm-hmm. Traditionally, historically, and so forth.
3: And I've I just got a quick point on that. So, so in fact, right, so at Vatican II, when it closed out of the council, is that vernacular was just an option. It wasn't meant to be the norm as it is now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we, we know this as well. Uh, when things are taken away from us, the, the more it kind of impacts. So if the whole mass was in Latin and maybe the readings were in English, how much closer we would pay attention, how much deeper those readings would actually hit us, right? Mm. And also, what are the three languages that were baptized uh, in the blood of Jesus on the cross, the three Latin, languages Latin, that were... Latin, Hebrew, and Greek. Latin, Hebrew, and Greek. All three of which, when you say the Mass in Latin, are said in the Mass, right? We have the Latin Mass. We have Greek in the Sanctus. In the Curia. Kir- kir- I'm sorry, in, the Curia, kir- the kir- the kir- And then in the Sanctus, we have Hebrew. Sabot, Sabaoth. And Amen. is and Amen. Uh, comes Absolutely. from the Hebrew. So we have those three languages. So anyway, okay. it's a really nerdy thing. Um, and cool. so it's like, not yeah, just because great. we're not just because we're rad treads or anything like that. But there, there's meaning to this, like Tony said, is that Bonus. these things are important.
1: Bonus you know, sometimes answer. there's sometimes there's English in the Latin mass when the usher gets up and says, uh, there's a Toyota outside with the lights <laughs> on <it." laughs> yeah. license yeah.
2: number five G seven, eight, nine. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, Okay. so yeah. so and and uh, I mean, and just so, you know, like um it was just in the headlines uh, this past week, speaking of Bishop Strickland, he had just recently gone um, celebrated himself a what's called, yeah. nowadays, what's called the Extraordinary Form, or what used to just be called Mass 100 years ago. He said it
1: brought tears to his eyes.
2: Yeah. And he and was he said a beautiful he, in, in this little article or interview, he said that he wishes that all Catholics would at least experience it once in their life, to, know, you know, to appreciate it. and. Um, and to appreciate our tradition, it's important. Yeah, those kinds of things are important. Mm-hmm. So
1: okay, cigar review
2: time. Yeah,
1: let's yep. do this. Cigar. Okay, cigar review time. You like to smoke cigars? You wish your girlfriend would. Okay, now I want to start. Okay, yeah. uh, because I go down to Total Wine, mm-hmm. and now it's week three that they've
3: not restocked. Wow, week which three. To, wait, which Total Wine? Because the, the only head, one that would. Five minutes away from him. Uh, well, I've, I've always <laughs> not, found cigars so, that I wanted. You no, must but, be
2: looking in the wrong section. No, no. Let me guess. You're the, looking for Padrones? The Padrones are all gone. Okay, <laughs> cause cause so you keep yeah. buying them. I had to settle for the Milanio V. I mean, you know, I saw it in there. By the way, that yeah, one. That's mine. Do not touch. It's a, a, a it's a, a Figueroa. Do it's a, not uh, touch. What do it. they call those? The Figueroa,
1: but you yeah. know what I, you know okay. what I, 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 like why I like the Padron is the the draw is so easy. Yeah, that's the, those sure. are the Milanios are a little tough. Okay, but I do love them. I'm, yeah. you know I love that cigar. Uh, but do you I love them? Somebody, you, what do. kind of
2: love do you have for them?
1: I uh, it's, have you confused your love. No, it's it's you know what it's <laughs> filial love. It's filial okay. love. Um. <laughs> so, but anyway, somebody gave me some. You know the Macanu. I reviewed these a couple weeks ago. The Inspirado by Macanu. The
2: I wish I would have remembered. Yeah, I've been and looking for those. Somebody
1: gave me. Well, somebody gave me the Shorties. Okay, uh, and they. I tell you, they burn for about an hour. Really, they're wow. great, and they're That's great. So uh, I can even just tell you, you? Nicaraguan. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they originated in Nicaragua. Uh, they're they're a dark wrapper, full strength. Uh, Is that a real country, no. Nicaragua? Yeah, Nicaragua. <laughs> Um, the wrapper is Ecuador and Habano. Okay, wow. so and then, uh, but I was look, looking on the review; it gets four out of five. I don't mm. know. I I enjoyed it so much. I would give it like maybe even four and a half. Four? No more. Maybe like four and three
2: quarters. No kidding. Okay? Wow. wow. So that's all I have. Oh, uh, wow. So that's it. That's and, great. Um, well, the other day, not too long ago, be- before I went missing. Um, to pray for your souls. Mm. On my retreat, I had smoked with Will at Will's Good Grace. Um, I had smoked one of the Oliva.
3: Yep, Oliva um, Prestige.
2: Oliva Prestige. Protege. 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 And it was a, a quite a good cigar. And Will, bo- Will, and I both agree a great like daily smoke, like a very like, I mean, as far as daily smokes go, this was like top notch in my opinion. And uh, delicious, absolutely delicious. Loved it. And then, um, and since, uh, and since I've been gone, since I've been gone, I smoked a Monte Cristo White series. Mm. Um, that was a very nice lighter,
3: tasty summer stick.
2: Yeah, nice lighter tobacco. Um, mm. Really good flavor and good burn, etc. Mm. And um, and then also I smoked. I found when I was I, I, uh, when I was gone, and then I came back. I came back through Austin, Texas, and found a little place called Habana House, wow. spelled with a B, Habana House. And they had a nice little lounge in there, and they had this amazing humidor. It was just it was right there off of South Capitol, South Congress, sorry, South Congress Avenue in uh, Austin. And I picked up my, one of my favorites, which is Austin the too? Camacho. Yeah. Uh huh. I, by the way, I work uh, for the Department of Energy, so you know just in case anybody had questions about that um i mean about like the quarantine issues anyway i'm no. an essential worker is my point ah. okay. okay all right so <laughs> um is my point so then i i was at the banner house in austin picked up the camacho uh rum barrel aged nicaraguan and i really love that smoke it's really kind of like this medium bodied very flavorful um nicaraguan uh cigar so i uh Picked up a couple of those, smoked one of those while sitting in my my brother's swimming pool for five hours straight. Wow! Because on a Sunday, because it was like hundred and more temp, you know, degrees. I thought you were on retreat. That was after the retreat. That was the way I reentered. I know,
3: I'm, I'm confused about all these timelines. Yeah. <laughs> How long were that you? That was gone? after. That was
2: that was my like reentry into the the world was to go visit my uh, one of my brothers and uh, over there outside Austin. And uh, it was so hot, I had to sit in the pool. But then, while sitting in the pool, it was great um, smoking the Nicaraguan Camacho rum barrel. Aged. And
3: you've, you've had that one before, though, haven't you? I, I have. have yeah, the
2: I had it last time. I had one. I ordered it off the menu at um, yeah at uh, Indianapolis. Nicky in, 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 uh, Blaine's. Nicky Blaine's. Nicky Blaine's. 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 Yeah, They're that little speakeasy in yeah. Indianapolis. And uh, so I was delighted to be able to find it and uh, smoke it again. Great stick.
1: Okay,
3: Sweet. Well, Will, you got anything? I have no new reviews. I have wow. just have the same oliva, protege. All right. Well, I have not ventured out. Then let's jump into the gospel, shall uh, we? What? I thought you uh, just said uh, you didn't was going I was going to ask you, isn't there something about cigars that we should talk about, a gift or anything? Oh. are you going to save that for later? What cigars are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I don't know. The ones that you told me about. <laughs> How did you know about them? I didn't tell you about them. Yes, you in fact did. I did not. Yes, you did. I
2: called you. Well, you, uh, <laughs> This is outstanding. I'm just like
3: sitting you, here like a fly on the wall. Did you smoke them also? So Something's no. happened while, okay. I'm, while so I was got done. So we got a gift. Okay. We got a gift.
2: Okay.
1: What was it?
2: Okay, so from... We got
3: a gift? We got a How gift. How come
2: I am only hey, now hearing Tony, about this? Tony, Tony, <laughs> let, let, is, let, is, let is me ridiculous. frame
3: this out real quick. Let me frame this out. So, so we got a message on our Instagram page, and, and we'll talk about who it's from in a second, right. about this gift that was dropped off. And so I called him immediately, because I was like, I bet they're cigars. I called him immediately and was like, don't you smoke them. You save them for us, because they're for all of us. <laughs> okay, so Veronica... Uh, she was just
2: confirmed. Okay, oh, so, congratulations, Veronica! Yeah. So, so
1: she she's from Mexico. Uh huh. Right. So yeah. she she brought us. Uh, she brought uh, well uh, uh, me, but uh, because <laughs> I'm so
2: generous, I'll oh, wonder. Stop it. So uh, does she listen to this podcast? Yeah. Because then I feel like she's obviously brought them for all yeah. of us. <laughs> but she she didn't see she didn't specify. Veronica,
1: that's could thing. you? I just can clear show you a message up.
3: where she specified on her Instagram page. Just saying, that's I, all. I didn't. Saying. I didn't see. I can I show you. Did you smoke them all? Okay, no.
1: So we got some.
2: There's um, one left. We have
1: we to split. We got some uh, <laughs> Cohibas. There was some wow. My Fathers. There's some My Fathers. Wow. Nice. I uh, wonder Will's interested. There's wow. some. And the nice uh, My Fathers. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there was a couple of, uh, I think, Melania Vs. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, of Those course. ones, they're Sweet. gone now.
2: They're, they're history. Of course they are. You know what she did? What? Is she listens to this podcast, yeah. and you know and what I mean? Unlike other people who even are on the podcast, she pays attention. So what she did, she bought the Cohibas or the My Fathers for Will. She bought the no, Melania well, Vs for me. If she bought the and My what Fathers else did, for and, Will, then, and what they're, else? They're, then I, I enjoyed them. <laughs>
1: No, you, there's the, there's you smoke a no, there's a bunch in there. Oh, Don't worry about there's it. There's a bunch okay, in well there. Okay, but listen,
3: listen. Cause cause this has happened right. before, ladies you know gentlemen. What, you, know what? you smoked a whole box of stuff that, that exactly. donated. So something,
1: something that I'm, because I won't drink it. I'll give it to you guys, okay? She brought a bottle from her hometown of tequila. Bre- made, wow. brewed right there in her hometown. Beautiful. That's wow, that's cool. a, what a
2: blessed gift. Yeah. That's very, very that's sweet awesome. of her. She's a great kid and beautiful. Just so, so beautiful. this so great. Yeah. So uh, okay. So Sweet. is
1: that? Uh, dang! I thought I I thought I was going to skirt without you bringing that up at all.
3: <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? No way. I'm not. I that ever since I got that message, I've been thinking about it, wondering what was that in is the package
1: because he wouldn't tell me on the phone. Well, they're in the they're in the, the safe. That's uh, brum, yeah, brum, brum, busted. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. Should we thank do thank you? Thank you, Veronica, from yep. all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Us, yeah truly, that's thank you.
2: amazing. What a beginning. great charity.
3: Okay. Can we do the short version of the gospel today?
2: I feel like that's wow. that's prohibited. Weren't you just uh, what do you mean? Uh, well, which one did you preach? Which one did you read and preach at the... I did the long version, you of want me, You want me to read it real fast? Yeah, I'll I read
3: can it. read. I can read quickly. Well, okay, read quickly. Um, you and fast have never been synonymous. It's not it, it, yeah, that's not true.
1: Yeah, just, uh, yeah. That's not true. Okay, you're. Um, we're waiting. What
2: you meant was me well, and fat. We're waiting for that's
1: you to read the gospel. <laughs> What
3: do okay.
2: he say? I missed that. What do he say? <laughs>
3: say it again, Tony. <laughs>
2: okay. This comes from Matthew chapter 13. Yeah. Man, I didn't bring my glasses in, but I'll do this. Okay. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowds saying, by the way, there's going to be a few parables in today's gospel. So, mm-hmm. and it moves quick. Yep, sure. Just pay attention. Yep. The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat. And then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, No. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds. Yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said to the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has laid hidden from the foundation of the world. Then dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, he who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are controlled and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The son of man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. Amen. That's the words of the Holy gospel.
3: We're gonna oh go. man. That is a lot of parables there, boys. There are several. It's like right no, in in Those are called the
1: kingdom parables. And then there's, you're going to hear more of them on this or this coming Sunday. You're going to hear more of kingdom
2: those parables. parables yes. Kingdom mm-hmm. parables. Because they're, uh, because yeah. this coming sunday is more of matthew 13 yeah matthew so so what do you got tony what do you got well
3: i can rattle off preliminary thoughts if you're looking
2: i think that uh you should rattle off some preliminary thoughts
3: cool um i mean what's what stands out to me about the first one um is so every year i try and tend a garden um <laughs> uh, not very successfully but um just what always stands out to me with this is that uh is when he's talking about don't pull don't pull up the weeds because we won't be able to tell the weeds from the good fruit, right? As anybody who's ever gardened before, that holds true. All sprouts basically look the same until they grow up, right? Until we see this faith, and we talked a little bit about last week, the fruit developing uh, from these various weeds. Yeah, that's a good point. And so, um, so you had another point here that I'm just, that I'm losing, um... Yeah, that you do that a lot, I notice. And you're only—how old are you, 24 or something like that? <laughs> I like how you don't have any thoughts at all. You're going to sit there back in your chair. Well, and- no, because
1: I'm, I'm opening the floor to you guys, because I, I feel like all I do in this podcast is talk. I hog every moment, so I
2: figure I'll just let <laughs> you guys true. do the talking here. Yeah. That's very nice. So what did you preach on, on this particular um,
1: gospel? So about—well, uh, I kind of divided it. I did—I talked a little bit about the reality of hell. Since our Lord brings it up, right? Yeah. So
2: that's pretty striking. I mean, because he yeah. does talk about burning the weeds, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he's very severe, not only in just this gospel, but other gospels, when he talks about taking the weeds, bundling them together, separating the chaff, right? All right. of it getting burnt, right? So which is where, obviously where, where we develop the idea that hell involves fire, mm-hmm. right? Because it comes from our Lord's own mouth,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? And so you talked a little bit about hell and the reality of hell. Is that right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also the, the reality, too, of... of uh you know the devil he 's very real um and so um yeah so uh look I, I mentioned the this too that how it is like in 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 the garden, or you know the 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 evil one has in, in our human attempts right we 're always you know, you go out and you pull a weed, and who knows more about weeds than we people that live in Rio Rancho, New Mexico? Right, <laughs> where weed this ex- would come We are weed up. I experts. absolutely recently. knew this would come. Well, because up the with city, you. the city's incapable uh, of pulling the city's incapable of pulling the damn weed. So I pull a weed. Oh, so gosh. I go out and I pull a weed. Guess what? Next day, three weeds come up. So isn't it kind of like a, a metaphor for you know how a what? It is? Well, yeah, yeah. So you know, think about it. So we we, we 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 rid the world of an evil. We get rid of a, a Saddam Hussein. Guess right. what? There's 20 more guys waiting to fill the void. Mm-hmm. Right. So our human efforts are, you know, we can do only so much. But evil has always been since, well, even before Adam and Eve, when, yeah. you know, before the Lord yeah. drove, you know. After Jesus the, said, after the seen, fall
2: of Lucifer. Yeah. Jesus, from heaven.
1: And the Jesus said, I, I saw him fall like a bolt of lightning. That's right. right. So, so it's evil
2: has been always, you know. It's well, not but, always. Well. Yeah. Since. Only so, God has been always, and then God right, created right. the angels, and then one of them that's fell right. from heaven. Okay, that's what you, you get. What I mean. Okay. So but so, it's been a lot longer than we've lived here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, but
1: but let's just say from let's just start with Adam and Eve. Okay, yeah. so it, it and it's you know like William likes to point out it was, it is, and it will continue to be. Uh, right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So you know, it's just it's it's a reality that unfortunately we have to live with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but we have to trust the Lord is going to, at some point, he's the one who's going to sweep it all away. Yeah. You know? And so our job is to remain faithful to the Lord and do the best we can and try to transform as many of those weeds into beautiful roses or whatever, you know?
3: Well, and uh, that and that honestly, yeah. I'm really happy that, that you went that direction because that was my second point, is that, um, like you're both talking about, is that from the beginning it was not so right our lord sowed only good seeds right he didn't sow some seeds that were good and some seeds that were bad and was it was all random and it just happened by chance and then some things sprouted and then some things didn't right so from the beginning from the beginning of creation god created everything good right he created this good he planted good seed yeah and that, and that uh, the evil one, as, as Tony was mentioning, Lucifer, when he rebelled against God and rebelled against, um, you know, his angels and, and his creation, is that it, it's the evil one planting these evil seeds, right? Mm-hmm. It's not God, right? And, and this is the temptation. It's, and I think maybe even now, right, during COVID-19 and, and all this societal stuff that's going on and upheaval and all this thing is like, why would God do this to us, right? I mean, essentially, we're asking, why would God plant bad seed in the world? Why would God do this? Why would he plant bad seed? Why would he, why would this be the fruit, this rotten fruit that God has given us, right? And, and we hear right here in this parable that that is not the case. And okay. Jesus says it in another gospel, right? Which one of you, when your son asks for a fruit, would hand him a snake, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's this, it's this exact same thing. in and, and, and at the very least, you know, uh, again, right now <laughs> with the coronavirus.
2: Sorry, Beulah. What's that? Sorry, Beulah. Beulah? No, I don't get it. She was hoping we'd make it through the entire podcast without mentioning,
3: <laughs> oh, the, mentioning. the pandemic. Oh, the oh. pandemic. Well, it, did, it
2: just it just didn't happen. It's hey, impossible. I didn't bring it up.
1: I, you know, which, I, yes, I, you I, did.
3: You did bring it I
1: up. I bro. brought up
2: a vaccine. I was talking about a vaccine, not the coronavirus. By the words. way, which was the five dollar bet I had made with her. It would be Father Scott bringing it up. <laughs> I brought up the vaccine. I didn't say. I don't I even think, think I, 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 I didn't I think. even use the word Chinese. Now word. I owe the money. Oh well. <laughs> Okay, okay, so, but, so, okay, so no point yeah. being that that it's that the seed it's the seed the, of right. the evil one but that evil sows one, into the earth and, and the into our lives. But the evil
1: one, but the evil one cannot plant those seeds
2: unless without God's permitting it, without God permitting it, without Him allowing it, right? His, so what we call His permissive will. This is why evil exists, right? Some right. people are like, well, how is it possible? Because He permits evil. Why would He do that? But well, because. Of lots of things, including free will, and you know, yeah, but see, know that's that.
1: the whole thing. We it's the Lord didn't create a uh, robots that He programmed right. that love Him all the time. He, what is real love? Real love, you know, you that you're really loved when the person, the beloved, gives you your. What freedom? A freedom, right? There you go. You, I thought you were going to say the remote control no. to, the, <laughs> no. to the to the
2: HDTV. You okay, and so. you really need to stop watching TV. Of all the people, <laughs> no, but but seriously, it gives the person, you your freedom.
1: The per, yeah, yeah, the person gives you the freedom, and, and like they Sting, love you. Like Sting they, said. If you love someone, you've set, them, set free. them free and okay. So yeah. Right. Yeah. As if sting came it's up with that, song. but no, but a person chooses to love you. It's what they want to do. Okay. So yeah. the Lord wants us to love. He wants us to choose him. Well, so when we're dealing in, in the world where there's good and evil, he, we have free will and, and every day is an opportunity for us to choose good. We choose God by choosing the good. And therefore we prove our love for him and how much we want to be with him in his heaven. By choosing to do the right thing, to do good, virtuous thing, to avoid sin and evil and all of that, right? So,
2: right out of love, ultimately yeah. out of love. I mean, it can be motivated by other things, right? Um, and in my life, it's been motivated by other things, you know, right. duty or loyalty or what are these other. But like ultimately, it ought to be out of love. Like right. when, when he, the scripture says that you know he first loved us, right? Right, and if we understand that love, then the only right response is to give love in return out of gratitude. Right. right. And if we really comprehend what God has done for us um, by creating the earth, by a lot, by putting us on the earth, by sending his son to die for us, like, if we comprehend all of that, then our only response will be one of loving gratitude That's in right. return.
1: And, yeah. and it's weird. It's almost like temptation can become your friend because every temptation is an opportunity for
2: you to decide for God mm. in love. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, well said. Yeah, Yeah, we've heard the saints say many things just like that. Well, you know, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that you, you know, fall in that category, but no, they, they, (laughs) they do. They say things, you know, they say that kind of thing, like you know, they're they're happy when they receive challenges and trials throughout the day because it gives them an opportunity to prove their love for God. Isn't that scripture though?
1: Rejoice in good and bad. I mean, you know, that's Mm. right. In, in, uh, well, that's just that's just basic scripture, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't I'd have to look it
2: up, but. Yeah. See, you know, that's um, what I mean. You don't. You, yeah. You're really falling out of that saint category real fast. <laughs> 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 kidding. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. St. Paul calls us all saints, right? Like little S saints, you know, yeah. the yeah. ones who have been set holy apart, yeah. the holy ones set apart for God. Okay. What was your other thought? I saw you were brewing yeah. over there.
3: No, I, I was just kind of thinking about what, what the other two parables kind of can mean. Right. So the other two parables. Um, The next one he's speaking about the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures Mm. of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. And then um, the one just before um, that is about the mustard seed smallest of all seeds be it when it's full grown is the largest of plants It becomes a large bush that the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. So I was kind of reflecting about what that could mean in the kingdom of heaven. And, and I think, um Jesus here and, and this is my take on it, maybe I'm off base, but but I think that, that he's prophesying about the church, um, of which all the hearers will be the first kind of starters of the church, right? This small little core group of, of apostles and of disciples. There's twelve of them, all of whom will be killed, right? Within one generation it would seem like the church is over, it's done, it's kaput. If anybody has ever seen yeast before, <laughs> like it is a microscopic bacteria mm-hmm. organism, right? Mm-hmm. Um it, it 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 looks like nothing. It's it's nothingness, but yet I mean every bread, right? When you make a sandwich, you know anything like that. It's it has um, yeast, yeast in plays it. such an important role and spreads throughout the entire the entire bread. It's it's obviously integral to making beer. All these things that yeast plays such an important. So, role I knew I knew these- beer. I knew beer, beer would, come would come up. I knew uh, beer
2: would come
1: sure. up. But,
3: but it has all these really profound effects that make a substance what it is, right? The right. smallest of organisms, microscopic mm. organisms, organisms, spreads and makes, makes the substance what it is. Beer would not be beer without yeast. Yep. And bread, really, as we know it, right, right, would not be bread without yeast. And and the same holds true for the mustard seed and the mustard tree, right? Um I know it's kind of a popular thing in Catholic devotionals to have like a mustard seed on a medal or whatever just as a reminder of how unbelievably small a mustard seed is. I've literally never seen that. It is I mean I, it's, it, little. It's, it's, it's little It's little No I've, not, I've literally never seen this medal Of which Yeah you speak. yeah I, I've uh, seen it in medals. I've seen it in rosaries too Like on the little I've like, no, not ever seen it uh, How is this popular On the middle little uh, you know, the Little rosary movies. piece I've seen it before I don't know oh, Whatever he had, a, he had a dream
1: once About the metal.
3: All
2: right, No they were absolutely right it, it, it sounds like a cool little uh, Sacramental by the way um, But Or you know And a reminder of how Because it, it is literally like You barely see
3: it with the, the Naked eye Yeah I mean it's just It's so tiny And you know, and and again, There, there right?
1: are smaller seeds, however.
3: Well, but thank there, you. The Lord,
1: to,
2: <laughs> the
3: Lord had to pick
2: a seed. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah.
3: Well, you know, well, it was probably
2: popular enough with the people there that he used it as a parable. Okay, back to your point. We should Leo.
3: have a new segment called Observations with Father Scott. <laughs> there are smaller seeds in the world. Thank you. <laughs> So
2: um, I want to see that conversation on Judgment Day. Hey, Lord, by the way, I know he we just went over all my sins, but I wanted to just bring up this small little point <laughs> it's, it's no big deal it's
3: small like a mustard seed. but but, um, but what you but yeah something? so so I you know I think again, representative of the church is that is that this 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 thing that that was a threat to the i mean this group of twelve twelve uneducated dudes in the middle of nowhere. Were such a threat to the Roman Empire two hundred and fifty years later that they had an edict of persecution right yeah like like these these, these it's it just it's unreal how that mustard seed how that how that yeast really truly spread and affected the whole world and well, and I think an change, important point right? is that
2: that when we remain humble, God does the work through us right through us and 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 this is important to remember, especially in this time. Because I see a lot of the part, a lot of parts of the church or even members of the church falling prey to this temptation to to think that we can accomplish anything good by ourselves without God being behind the work. Can't do it, right? Um, and in my conversation, in fact, with that non-Catholic today, this came up in Ephesians. Um, there's a, that dude. Uh, that's the you know that, what that's... that scripture from Ephesians where it says you know you're saved. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. The part of where St. Paul says we are saved by grace through faith, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, for for the work of God so that uh, and not saved by our own works so that it can be proven that we are that we do not accomplish our own salvation. Right. Like that that our salvation is accomplished by Jesus Christ. And then he allows us to be involved in that. you know, that salvific process. Right. Um, It's not it's not our work that does it. Now, my point, though, was earlier. Um, Was that um, there's this culture of like, I don't know, branding yourself and like getting your name out there and becoming someone, you know. Um, even in the Catholic world, it's a thing, you know, yeah. like become someone, become a name that people recognize in the church. And I get it. Some people have to, you know, become authors and sell books to, you know, put food on the table. But we have to be really careful about foregoing our humility and all of that, right. because if we do, then we aren't that mustard seed anymore that God can use to grow into this magnificently large bush. That's right. right. Um, we're not the, the humble leaven in the bread. And I was thinking even in, in our workplaces and in and, and our humble little like day to day, Day, ordinary life. All we got to do is is be a good example, right? In that setting, we have no idea what power that that really has, right? To just be a good example of a faithful Catholic in ordinary ways, in those settings, with their friends, with our coworkers, with our family members. We don't always have to have the right words to come up with. We can just be a quiet, mm-hmm. humble witness. By living our lives faithfully. Now, what I was going to say um,
1: is uh, when you, you talk about, a, a, like, say, a group of people who want to do the works of God apart from God, mm-hmm. you know what we call that? Government. Ha.
2: Wow. Think about that. Yeah. Isn't that true, right? Yeah. We will take care of you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Well, no, 100%. I mean, and this is what, you know, someone like Pope um, Pius XI was getting at when he wrote Quas Primus, that encyclical where he— Where he says, you know, um, Jesus Christ is king and ought to be king and I recognize as king in the social order, Mm -hmm. right? Not just in our hearts and not just in some spiritual way, but Mm -hmm. actually in the social order Mm -hmm. because we recognize him as king. He ought to have kingship, you know, even in the secular realm. Okay, very good. Okay, we got to wrap this up now, okay? Like a like a turkey sandwich. Wrap, wrap this
1: it up, up like a turkey go. sandwich, baby. There you go. Okay, so uh, SJVNM.org oh, is the place to go. If you want to donate, help us donate. We're going to build that church, okay?
2: Uh, uh, go down to Donate, Donate, and then we're going to build the church. Okay, Tony, what would you have? No, um, <laughs> you can actually, I have this really cool app on my phone mm-hmm. called the International Space Station Detector and if you download the app on your phone it'll oh, cool. give you five it'll give you an update 5 minutes before you can see the space station going across the sky I saw it the other and i night. just i just got a, a little notice <clears throat> on my phone that says within 5 minutes you'll be able to see the space station You know how i saw it I, w-
1: I saw it the other night because i was looking for the comet which i never saw but i did That's, see this
2: I've been wanting to see the neowise comet yeah. too speaking of like gazing up at the stars uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah super
3: overcast it. tonight though Hey so guess we'll who's calling
2: it. me Steve Montiel is calling on the phone right
3: now oh. Steve Montiel
2: Yeah
1: hey wow. Steve Montiel Shall we put him on Sure. Let's yeah. put him on real quick. See, see if he's uh, okay with Steven, that. are you there? Yes, this is Steven. Okay, you, uh you are, we're recording the podcast at the moment, so you're on uh with us, Steve Monte. How, how you doing, father? Well, good. How about you? You good? <laughs>
0: Hello. Hello uh listeners of the podcast. Doing well. Hello. Doing
1: well. You want to come over and smoke a cigar with us?
0: Uh actually uh it's a little late, and I've had a couple of beers. So bail. Oh my
1: goodness! So you I'm just admitted ban. that's outstanding. Yeah. Okay, so uh, listen, I'll call you right back in like five minutes because we're wrapping
2: it up. Please, okay, call you right back. Sorry to interrupt. No, oh. no, no. We're happy to talk. It's good you. to have Steve. the Hi. pleasure. Hi. Yeah, okay. always have good to, have to hear Hi, Steve. Steve's voice. So shout outs um, this week. A couple shout outs, real quick. Mister Velasquez, Mister Kalen, mm-hmm. and. What are you pointing uh, at me? Uh, you're pointing at me. What? Uh, Why are you pointing? Who at you me? did you say you went? Hayden. Oh yeah, I Mr. Brad, Hayden. Brad Hayden. Mr. Hayden. Yeah, um, and um, and then also, um, uh, Greg. Yeah. And, Greg. Um, Greg. And 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 then I'm sure that I'm probably forgetting something too. But those are my shout-outs it for down. this week.
1: Right now. You're getting old. Write yeah, things down so we don't go but anyway. So like yes, William. My shout-outs. Okay. Is that it? Is that all you got? You have anything? Okay. All right. Okay, hey, we why why no reviews? Why no reviews? Why are we not getting reviews? I
3: think <laughs> I'm guessing cuz <'cause> people aren't <laughs> No, that's, that's not true. Last episode of Holy Smoke.
1: It could be. Okay, um, let's wrap it up. Goodbye. Goodbye everybody.
3: Later.
0: Looking for exceptional coffee. Delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small-batch artisan coffee using top-tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees, available at www.grimbeancoffee.com forward slash red box media experience coffee like never before